Good afternoon. Welcome to the Mr. Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Mottram. It is Tuesday, August 29th, and we are joined on the pod once again by my good friend from the Burgundy blog, Britton Portis. Hey, Brent. What's up, Jay Mott? Is that my is that my name now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks. I've never had a nickname. That just before. dawned on me. I don't know why I've waited so long to break that out. I feel like this is a thing. I mean, I'm the one that nicknamed you Brennan Portis, but I feel like you have nicknames for every Redskins player, and they're almost all these like really truncated abbreviations. Yeah, I try to just in general in life, I'm pretty um, uh, frugal with my syllables. So. <laughs> Uh, you know, when I see an opportunity, I just jump on it. I feel like you're pretty much operating as a Twitter entity and <laughs> characters are limited. I feel like also you had a wonderful nickname. I'm not sure if you came up with this, but it seemed that you and I agreed on it and no one else seemed to like it. But I know the, what you're going to say. Alfred Morris. Yeah, Fromo. Fromo. Of course. I loved Fromo. That, that never I was stuck. really surprised that Fromo didn't catch on. <laughs> so, so, so what are you trying to push? The, what are you trying to make happen these days? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think I really have. I don't have an, uh, a, a nickname agenda right now. I feel like every single person is like like Josh Norman is like Jano or whatever. <laughs> right. I'm always trying to decipher <laughs> your tweets like hieroglyphics. Um, okay. I so, think uh, I have been trying to uh, <laughs> gather some momentum for Doug Williams to be Dougie Dubs. <laughs> I like that. I feel like anything that gives him some character or like some personality, because you know, other than just being a hero and a god like figure, I I just don't have any like anything associated with Doug Williams. Yeah. Um, okay. So I agree. I've watched so little Redskins preseason football. I haven't even watched the highlights of the games. Um, <laughs> I've been reading it like very little. I'm just kind of like, I kind of prepared for the preseason and now I'm just sort of taking August off and, you know, ready to jump in week one. Um, I assume that you have been paying attention. Uh, I have, but I, I have, but, um, you know, I'm not positive that your strategy is not smarter. Yeah. It does feel like we're all kind of, like the people who are paying attention to the preseason are kind of just watching like the wheels go round and round, but nothing's yeah. really going anywhere. Um, yeah. So, but looking at your tweets, especially after the third game against the Bengals, you seemed, you seems up, you seem a little upset. <laughs> I wasn't sure. <laughs> I don't know if it was like, I don't know. I mean, what, 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 what's got you down? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, that's fair. I, I, I'm a little discouraged and you know, I, it's important to, to lay out the, the disclaimer that, um, I mean, you're, I wouldn't disagree with anyone who says that the preseason is, uh, you know, well, m- meaningless might be taking it a little farther than I'll go, but, um, it's, it's certainly easy to read too much into what you're seeing in a preseason game, because frankly, I mean, I think the real reason for that is that the, um, the, the, the things that the team and the coaches and the players are trying to accomplish in those games is not necessarily uh, are not necessarily the things that we assume that they are. I mean, for example, mm-hmm. they're, they're not trying to win. Um, and even on a given play, they may not be trying to uh, achieve success in the way we expect that a lot of the plays run in preseason are specifically to sort of see what an individual can do rather than being run to, um, you know, uh to win um so i think that that you know discrepancy between the expectations is is what causes the um 
the interpretation of a preseason game to be so like you know all over the place. Um, but I'm I'm a little discouraged. I guess you know to sum it up, I'm kind of ticked off that they um, there just continues to be this like very obvious weak sense of urgency. And again, maybe that contradicts what I just said, because why should, you know, how urgent can you be about a, a practice game that, mm-hmm. that doesn't matter? And I get that. But I think that it's been a theme throughout Gruden's somewhat reasonably halfway successful tenure of three seasons so far that the Redskins are just like frustratingly unable to generate this like, uh, you know, th- this, this, this rush, this anger, this emotion, this sentiment, this, I mean, here and there you hear guys say things that are intended to fire us up a little bit. And sometimes it works, but like, I just kind of want them to grab the bull by the horns and like kick ass, like just once, (laughs) once, once in a while, can we please like get out to an early lead and just, you know, again, I don't really, I certainly don't care what the final score is of any preseason game, but just, just come out of the tunnel kick ass and then just decide to continue to kick ass until the game ends like that never happens even when they win and I think a good team has to be able to do that sometimes I I think I feel like you're in midseason form right now (laughs) this this feels like this feels like week five and we're like one in three with no rushing attack and yeah, this is that's what that feels like. <laughs> I I think um I think that's because you know I feel myself getting inappropriately excited about this question, but you know it's it's probably because I'm I'm like I'm starting to see that having just sort of feels like that's where we're going, and it's mm-hmm. not fair to blame them now for starting one and three when they mm-hmm. haven't yet, and they might not. But Gruden's never won an opener, and frankly, I think that week one is very literally, very specifically an important game because it's about as winnable a game as they've got on the schedule. It's a team that wasn't so good last year and seems beatable now, and it's at home, and it's a tone setter. And I think it's super important this season that they get off on the right foot because there's a lot of, like, I mean, the whole sort of vibe over the season really is just going to hinge on those first few games. If it goes south fast, I think that, you know, the fans are going to turn – some of the players could turn. It just seems like they got to win that game. It's a ridiculous thing for week one to be must win. And it's not, but it's an important game. And if they, if they come out flat like they always have, I mean, in, in, the, in regular seasons of recent past, I mean, but, but you know, certainly so far in this preseason, they're going to they're gonna be behind the eight ball again. And it's just super frustrating. I feel terrible about week one against Philly. Like everything about that. It yeah, sc- I know. scares the shit out of me. So I feel like the vibes were good through training camp, through practice and the practices. And I feel like the vibes have been bad through the games. Um, yeah. So what have you learned? You know, what's, these- you know what's weird? You know what's weird about mm-hmm. that? I mean, I agree mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. It's, well, the weird thing about that is that like the thing that everyone was worried about this year was the defense because it sucked so much last year. And will it actually be better? And the defense has actually acquitted itself pretty well so far. So for me to be like a little worked up already, even though the defense looks like it probably is a little better, is, 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 is odd. Um, but you know, I, th- I think the answer to the question I think you're about to ask is that you know, my, my two big concerns are that the, the offensive line – something is like fishy with the offensive line. It's not clicking. And I don't know why they should automatically, they should somehow have started not being good at football. Cause it's basically the same people, same coaches, yada, yada, but the offensive line doesn't look good. And that's super important. And then even though, even though cousins has been, you know, kind of sucky in past preseasons and then good during the season, 
it seems like this should have been the preseason where he finally like demonstrated some modicum of of like uh, control and like confidence, and you just haven't seen any evidence of that on the field. Right. Yeah, I'm the captain now. It's preseason. I'm able to move the ball. We're all competent here. The right. Yeah. Line, it's, it's your third season as starter. Like, why do you look more jittery now than you did last year? So the O line, we had Robert Mays from the Ringer on the pod, and he he kind of ranked the Skins O line as top ten. They returned all their starters. I guess. Spencer Long got hurt. That's the one injury that they've suffered. Correct. Yeah. Uh, uh, that some, that some, is correct. There was some business about Brandon Scherf having a really bad preseason, which I think is I think really Scherf strange. Is hurt. Really strange. I mean, I'm I'm irresponsibly speculating because mm-hmm. there's I mean, I just literally have not seen anything reported on that. Mm-hmm. But he looks hurt to me. I mean, he just doesn't look good, and he's very good. So I, I I'm not going to be surprised in a couple of weeks when they say that his shoulder's bad. Did I mispronounce his name? Is it? Sheriff, or is uh, yeah, it? You know, I, we could do, we sh- we should probably do a whole podcast on this actually, but um, <laughs> I feel uh, like I, you know, his name bothers me because it's clearly only intended to be one syllable, but the the, the man himself says sheriff like like a sheriff. Well, I'm and I, um, I mispronounced. I'm not willing to go thing. there. I'm not willing to go there. There's only one vowel in the name, so I, I mean, I thought it was sheriff, <laughs> but yeah, it should be. I, if you want to keep, if you want to go with that, I'm fine with that. I, I'm good for one mispronunciation per pod. Um, <laughs> what about the wide receivers? Because now, like, Doxon is, uh, I don't know, unavailable. Prior keeps yep. dropping passes. Uh, yeah. Reed, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm lumping the tight ends into the receiver conversation. Yeah. Reed's ongoing question mark. I, I was feeling really good about this group like a month ago. <laughs> and now I'm yeah. dejected. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you were driving the, mm-hmm. uh, the prior bandwagon, buddy. I know. I still am. Don't, Although, don't I, fail I, me now. I had like two fantasy drafts this over this weekend, and I, I I didn't realize he's rated as like maybe borderline top ten wide receiver, which is just shocking to me. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there's been a lot of hype. I think that um of the guys you mentioned, uh, I, I, I yeah, I'm still not too worried about him. I actually think he's going to be good. I mean, yeah, there's some of the transition and the chemistry kind of question marks, and maybe it'll take a few weeks. But, um, you know, he's he's a I mean, every, he's just been dominating in practice, according to everyone who's there. And I I don't think that you know it's that's got to be worth something. Plus, he's you know he's only getting more experience, and he, it's, his physical freakish traits are undeniable. But um, on Doxon, I'm pretty concerned. Like I have, I have markedly downgraded my expectations for his season because he just can't string three days worth of of actual football participation together for you know whatever reason. And um, you know, I think at this point, where if if we're still thinking, okay, well, he's like our you know, he's the Redskins number two receiver and he's going to give 14 to 16 games worth of production. That seems wildly ambitious to me. I think I'm, I'm viewing him as like a complimentary piece. So the question is, well, what does that mean? Is Ryan Grant going to start playing a lot? Cause I hate that idea. I think they, um, you know, another guy I know you love and I do too is Jameson Crowder. And I think it might be time for like a lot more of the focus to go on him. Yeah, I mean, can we just somehow morph him into Antonio Brown? Can we speed that up? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are the key injuries that they've suffered and like the ramifications of those injuries? I guess Trent Murphy was the big one. He probably would have been, you know, third or fourth um, 
uh, outside linebacker, outside edge rusher type of dude for the team. But it's it, it's kind of muddled right now as to who's going to start and who was going to play more. And I, that didn't really cause too big of a a um, uh, an uproar uh, among the fans because I don't I don't think that a lot of people caught on to how good he was last year. Now he was potentially like, juicing. I mean, he got like, the suspension. Like, wasn't he good like the first half of last year and then tapered yeah, off? Yeah, he kind he did kind of taper off. But I mean, nine sacks is I mean he he was like a lot of a lot of people smarter than me about X's nose and football technique thought that he was the the best edge rusher on the team last year including including better than being better than ryan kerrigan so he's he's in the discussion um i think he's a useful player and i think it hurt now is it the kind of thing that like ruins your season definitely not but that that was a bummer and then you know recently phil taylor went out um he's a guy who like up until a few weeks ago no one really thought was going to be a huge part of the team anyway but he came on really strong and then and then i think you know i started to get a little excited that they might actually have a decent nose tackle so for him to be to miss the season was pretty disappointing so both those dudes are out for the season they're both gone. Another guy that um, you know, my uh, uh, my pet uh, concern of the day is Ryan Anderson because I was just reading a few mm-hmm. minutes ago that he he still looks like super limited in practice, although he's like dressed and participating. And I don't I I don't lightly invoke the name Kaishon Jarrett um, because of you know the the uh, implications there. And and it's certainly not to say that anybody with a stinger is going to have a career threatening or career ending injury. But but Ryan Anderson hurt that that you know had this so called stinger, which is a brachial plexus injury, in the first preseason game. And like he apparently still is like quite limited in terms of strength in that arm. And it's been several weeks. And that you know he we're starting. You know, I'm not an orthopedist, but we're getting into the range where this is like potentially not a short term thing. Um, and so, I mean, our biggest concern is, of course, eventually that he recovers completely and becomes a good player. But I'm starting to wonder if he's going to be available, like, at all in the first part of the season. This could, this could really mess up his rookie season. Is there anything good that I, I mean, like, has Samaje <laughs> P. Ryan look good? I mean, has anything happened that's positive? Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think the defense overall uh, looks looks pretty good and looks a lot more competent. I think Swearinger's a big part of that. Zach Brown. I was like a little bit um, – I was tiptoeing on because I thought the circumstances of his signing were like a little mysterious, but he, he looks legitimately very good, and I think he'll be a big improvement. Uh, Jonathan Allen looks like a really good player. I mean, he's going to be an impact player immediately. So I'm, I'm pretty pleased with what I, what I see so far and what I expect from the defense. Um, yeah, I mean, on offense, I don't think there's too much to really be pumped about yet. The running game looked a little better in the third preseason game. I still have my doubts. I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, some stuff up in the air. But, uh, but I, I think, you know, a better defense would be pretty, pretty encouraging. Should we be concerned at all that uh, I now weigh more than Kirk Cousins and I'm <laughs> shorter and I'm like generally pretty average bodied, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. and, and, I don't, and I can't take hits. I'm not going to take one hit. <laughs> yeah, I don't I didn't really I, I noticed that we both kind of noticed that at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few days ago that somebody somebody wrote or tweeted that he was lighter now and he's supposed to, supposedly under 200. Yeah, I, think I don't he, love I think that. He, I think he's like 6'3", 193. Yeah. He's 6'3", yeah. I, I don't love that. I don't know why you'd love that. I'm not sure what he's doing there. Um, whatever, you know, like, I don't, like, I, why, I'm not sure why we're thinking that his weight needed to change. I mean, the guy was like very, uh, it seemed to be working for him, you know, he's been extremely <laughs> right. durable. 32 starts the last two seasons. Yeah. Actually, 33 yeah. if you can cut, cut the playoffs. Yeah, like, yeah. Keep, keep going with that, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's the whole narrative about how he's trying to uh, copy 
Tom Brady's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, health kick or nutrition strategies or whatever. I mean, I, whatever, man, I guess it's his life it's his body, but, uh, yeah, he, he, I mean, I think, I mean, are we imagining it? I think he, I think you can see it. I mean, he, he, he looks, yeah. he, he looks a little stringier. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like now he's got the body type of like the, like this, like a quarterback who was pretty good in college and was like a low draft pick that you might see in a <laughs> yeah. preseason game in the second half. That's kind of yeah. how Kirk Cousins looks now, and it's scary. It's like a Kellen, right. it's like a Kellen, right. it's like a Kellen Moore <laughs> body type. Yes, yes. Um, uh, and he about- took some shots. He took some mm-hmm. shots on Sunday, and it's like, oh, I forgot he could potentially get hurt. Oh my god. Um, okay, so last question: Has anybody emerged as a preseason hall of fame candidate and you know what i mean like a marco mitchell type someone who's like a fan favorite in the preseason action but it's probably never going to impact a regular season game uh yeah i don't know i mean usually that guy is on offense and the Mm -hmm. offense has just been pretty sucky so um right i I, i'm not sure who it would be on that side the first couple of games it was like it was the um you know nico marley the who's kind of a novelty because he's like five three but um well i don't think that's why he's yeah. a novelty i think that yeah right novelty and he, is that his grandfather's <laughs> bob fucking marley <laughs> yeah. yeah good point yeah. good point so actually i didn't know that i didn't know that. <laughs> no no yeah not just a coincidental last name thing <laughs> yeah i don't know i think uh, i don't think he did much in the third game so i'm not sure that still applies i don't we don't have a really great obvious candidate so far I feel like Nico Marley is a like first ballot Redskins preseason Hall of Fame inductee. Like that's just a no doubter. He might get one hundred percent, one hundred percent of the vote. Um, you know think- who's good? Uh, quickly is um, in the third game. Actually, I didn't, I didn't. It didn't really jump out at me while I was watching. But a guy I like to follow on Twitter, Paul Connor, was tweeting a bunch of clips from the game yesterday, mm-hmm. and um, he found like a half dozen really nice plays by Martrell Spate. Um, good hits. Nice range. Uh, Spate's an interesting guy who like has a lot of potential, but he's always hurt. Um, so he, he he was he was looking really good in the third game, and I, I wonder sometimes if if uh, like if he's able to figure out how to stay healthy, if he might he might I mean he could he could potentially push for to you know to play to start. You know, I'm more interested in this new Twitter follow at p underscore Connor Jr. Yeah, I've just recommended to everybody. Like a good he's one. really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you are at Burgundy Blog. I know you got to go. You have a real job. It's important. You're saving <laughs> lives. I appreciate you. Uh, thanks sure. for joining us on the pod. All our listeners can uh, follow Britton on Twitter. Also, subscribe to his Burgundy Blogcast uh, on Bumpers, iTunes, wherever podcasts are heard, and uh, hopefully. They look better in week four, but more importantly, in week one.